Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, adults of all ages, welcome to the Sideshow. And we are here. Oh, we are here. I just almost did it again. Mm. I really had to think about that. I was like, he's not going to do it again. He's going to say we're back. Nope. <sighs> Got to keep you guys on your toes. That worked. <clears throat> that was good. So we are, um, we, we did an episode of this yesterday or we day did. before and called it the opinion piece and then had the brilliant idea to instead refer to it as the side piece because we have the pod show, or pod show podcast, the side show, and now we have the side piece. Yes. Um, these episodes are going to be opinion discussions that we have based off of specific topics that we got from our Patreon group, mm-hmm. um, which I actually want to talk about Patreon a little bit. I'm going to do that after this. Um, these discussions are things that come up in emails that are frequent. Yes. Things like repetitive themes, cheating and porn, uh, corn, corn for the algorithm. Oh, this is going on YouTube. Yep. Um, corn. Infidelity, same-sex friendships, right? Validation, things like that, or opposite-sex friendships. Oppo- yeah, we have we have to redo that one. Yeah. We could probably do that today. We could <clears throat> because it's going to tie into the attention one. Um, so we were originally going to do these things in a thirty-minute or less episode. We realized it's not possible, so now we're doing two to three within an hour. If that's what we want to do, we mm-hmm. just kind of feel it out and go with how we feel. The last one we did was a little over an hour after editing. Um, so we're going to do that. Speaking of the Patreon channel, if you guys do not follow on Patreon, you should. Um, Patreon is the best way to support our channel besides doing super thanks on YouTube or sharing. If you don't want to do the, the, the financial thing, that's fine. We respect that. We appreciate your support either way. Did you just break your stuff? No, I dropped my vape and it felt right into my tank top and my girls caught it. That was nice. fantastic. Your for girls me. got your back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you don't want to support us financially, that's fine. You just can share this, give it to people that you think is going to like it. If everybody shares this with two people, eventually we're going to be super on point with the podcast. Um, we, would. we are also upgrading the, the VIP tier mm-hmm. of the podcast and adding a discord channel, which I'm going to try to get up today for Patreon for Patreon. Okay. What specific, did I say? Well, you said just a podcasting channel, uh, the VIP, the VIP for Patreon on Patreon. So if right. you pay $15 a month, you're going to have access to a discord and four lives a month. Yeah. As well as exclusive content and uh, early release content, yep. which I need to start. Um, we're, we're working on. And by we, I mean, AJ's doing the work. I'm not doing shit on this one. Uh, he messaged me last night at like midnight and was like, hey, I think we should do this. And I'm like, I think that's a great fucking idea. You can handle that. Um, Discord? <clears throat> no, on um, YouTube, he's trying to find a way to post early. Okay. So like we have we have six videos and an, a podcast recorded, backlogged right now. Wow. So, and we're recording today. Yeah. And I still have shit I haven't even edited yet. So the goal is to get them to release a day or two days early to the members on YouTube because YouTube now has a membership program. Crazy. So we're going to, if he can get that to work and I can copy a link and share it to Patreon, then it covers both channels and I don't have to worry about it because the prices for the the YouTube uh, members is the same as Patreon. We just get more of the Patreon earnings than YouTube is going to give us. Right. Trying to think if there's anything else that we need to discuss before we get into this. Uh, I'm slightly exhausted today like i don't really feel like doing a whole hell of a lot you still have an empty wine bottle from the live last night Hi- yeah, hidden over there we ended the live and went straight to bed <laughs> they can't see it can they see it uh no no i i can see it though i just it blew i know it's funny because it's the blue uh led light back there is hitting it and makes I, it look cool yeah yeah uh okay so let's just jump into this then because oh wait no there was something i knew oh, there was something else i took a screenshot of something last night that I want to do. Are we talking about screenshots? Because I also have screenshots. Uh, no. I mean, we can't. We can't absolutely do that if you want. I would prefer to do that for something else. But this ties into the boundaries episode, which is the episode one mm-hmm. of the side piece, which we recorded and is done. <clears throat> I posted a clip. Okay. To you, uh, TikTok, and somebody said, "Would you be willing to share some of her boundaries from a woman's perspective?" Um, they were meaning me, and no. I'm not going to speak from a woman's perspective because I'm not a, I'm not a woman. Read that one more time. Um, would you be willing to share some of her boundaries from a woman's perspective, meaning women's boundaries because of the conversation? Oh, but they asked you to share my boundaries. Right. I, because it was on the, the clip I made. Okay. Um, 
I'm sorry. I get super offended because I am my own human being. You can just ask me to explain for myself. Right. But it was on the To Be Better podcast. TikTok. I know. Okay. And I know. I, that, that was just my initial reaction. I'm right. explaining myself. I'm not mad at this person. Okay. I also tagged you in the comment, but because of everything that was going on on your TikTok, yeah. you didn't see oh, it. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that happened. <clears throat> when we talked about contracts, expectations, and boundaries yesterday... Um, or day before, whenever that was. I just edited it this morning, so it's in my head that it was yesterday. I actually think that it was three days ago. Right. Um, we talked a lot about, like, I gave examples of, like, the bar mm-hmm. and examples of, you know, we talked about bachelor parties and things like that. So from a woman's standpoint, you are courting a man that you're not fucking on the first date mm-hmm. or second date or third date. You are you are going into the scenario with the intent of trying to find a long-term life partner, right. not not a booty call, mm-hmm. not somebody that you're only interested in for a couple months, not somebody you're going to use as a bank account, somebody that you want to be a long-term person in your life. Mm-hmm. As a woman, what are some of the boundaries that you have for a man that you would talk about in the first five dates? Are they subscribed to anybody on OnlyFans? For the do- oh, okay. Wow. Did not see that one coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I don't do OnlyFans. No, that would be one of the first couple of questions, <laughs> like on the first few dates. That was some, that would be something I asked. Would like, you, would you would actually just throw that out there? Huh? I would. Okay. It can be an open discussion. If he says, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, dope. What kind of shit are you into? <clears throat> kind of like mask it as I'm trying to understand your sexual preferences. But if a man is subscribed to somebody on OnlyFans, that's a red flag to me specifically. Mm. I am not willing to be with a man who is going to give other women sexual attention while trying to build a relationship. Right. Or pay them for, for nudity while yeah. in a relationship. So in that scenario then, um, what if they say, uh, okay, so you would just blatantly ask if they if they have an OnlyFans. You wouldn't ask how they feel about it? I could. I'm just curious on the that wording. Would, that would probably better be, the, that would be the better wording. Okay. So what if, so if you ask me that, mm-hmm. um, no, obviously you know how I feel about porn. That, right. And that will be a discussion that we have on one of these. We might even have that today because you yeah. just really opened the OnlyFans box. You know, I don't want to be with somebody who watches <clears throat> porn. Right. I understand that for some people, they view that as a normal thing in relationships or whatever. That's dope. That works for you. Personally, I can't be with somebody who watches porn. Right. I view that as a form of cheating. You're giving your sexual desires and attention to another person on the internet. Right. So in the event that you asked me about the OnlyFans and I said... Uh, yeah, actually subscribe to a couple of people who have OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Your question would then be like, what are you into? Like that you would lead down the sexual lane. I'm only going by what you said a second yeah, ago. I, I would probably lead it into the <clears> sexual <throat> lane and kind of be like, oh, what kind of things are you are you into? I might even throw out there like, hey, I'm into X, Y, and Z. And then just kind of like open up the floor a little bit, I suppose. I don't know. I, I would definitely want to know if they watch porn. Right. I'm so, not sure how I would word it because you're putting me on the spot right now. Right. And well, I don't date. <laughs> But I'm sure I would have a pre-rehearsed conversation planned out on how I'm going to approach on whether or not do they watch porn and if they say yes or no, what that follow-up question would be. So we've had conversations in previous podcasts where we have talked about being alone and doing the dirty work on yourself and and getting a journal and listing out the things that you are willing to expect, um, accept, accept, not expect, accept from Mm -hmm. a, a partner and being able to know where your boundaries are ahead of time so that when you sit down to ask them, um, your list of questions that you have, you know, predetermined, yeah. that would be one of those times that you would want to bullet point that conversation so that when you sat down, you would have that. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. What if, what if somebody said, I pay for pictures of feet on OnlyFans <laughs> or, I mean, cause you know, we have friends who are super into feet, which is, this is more for them than anything. But, um, what if they're like, I don't know, that's the only way that I can, I can subscribe to my favorite Twitch streamers thing. Like, you know, because there it's are not, only fans that are not just sexual. Like, right. But, but would that throw you for a loop? Like if you had all these bullet points laid out and they, and they hit you with some really weird shit, like I pay for pictures of cats. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I would, I would, if it was pictures of cats, dope. If you're paying for pictures of feet. Yeah. I'd be like, OK, cool. I'm not into that. But that's cool. <laughs> and then that would have to be something. Am I willing to overlook that? Right. To have another date with this person? Because I don't do the feet thing. Yeah. I really don't. And it makes me uncomfortable knowing that someone is going out of their way to pay ten to fifteen dollars per f- foot photo. I don't know the going rate. I, for I don't feet know pictures. anything about OnlyFans. So Just I'm only... saying, it could be hundreds of dollars. But either way, you are giving somebody monetary value for photos of their feet. Would you be like? Would you hit them with? Well, you know, 
I, I can send you pictures of my feet if you'd like say, to cash at me that money. Well, it doesn't even have to be about the money. Of like, if we're dating and that that's something that you're into, I'll paint my toes for you. Yeah. You want me to go get manicures? I'll get I'll get pedicures. If we're gonna do this thing, and that's a sexual thing for you, where you like looking at feet, I am now accepting that that is a thing for you, and I'm going to have to adapt that. Right. Getting a pedicure and getting my feet done does absolutely nothing to me but make me feel good, and you're going to get something out of it? Hell yeah. Right. So in that scenario, would you be like, would you be willing to, to delete the, the OnlyFans if I'm sending you feet photos? Because these are five dates. Five dates in. So you, you, you so, have, we have five dates to have these conversations. Right. And with how busy <clears throat> I am, let's say the, there's a date every other week. Sure. Right. So this is two months of dating at this point. We're texting every day, all that kind of shit. I would 100%. I'd probably be like throwing it out in a joking manner. Be like, hey, so I know you pay for that Jezebel's feet photos. <laughs> Look at this pedicure I just got. Yeah. Okay. There Send you go. Send pictures, right? Yeah. And hopefully <laughs> with that mindset, and I just kind of keep that up, it would kind of like make him back off a little bit. Okay. I'm paying for other feet photos. And then once it's, I recognize it's a full-fledged thing for us, then I would say, since we're doing this now, it makes me uncomfortable. You're paying somebody else for feet photos. Right. Okay. Didn't really have any intention of having an OnlyFans discussion or feet photo thing. No, I me either. <laughs> we're 11 minutes in and really went down a rabbit hole right there. But yeah. That, I, I feel like it's a fun conversation, and yeah. I, I think it's important to pull away from the definitives in these scenarios because right. you never know what somebody's going to say. No. You may have somebody hit you with, I like furries or, you know what I mean? Like people have some, some things that they're into and I'm not judging. You can right. be whatever you're into, be into it, be happy. That's all that matters to me. Just and don't hurt anybody. And even if it's somebody like, if someone's like, I want you to wear a tail. If you're truly into that person and them seeing you in a tail just kind of does it for them a little <clears> bit, <throat> putting on a tail means you're putting on a belt or unless it's a butt. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. And you two motherfuckers need Jesus. It depends on how you're wearing, <laughs> how you're wearing the tail. Right. Or if someone's <laughs> like, I want to see you in a maid outfit. I have a thing for anime <coughs> chicks in maid outfits. You're out 30 bucks and you're putting on something that might make you feel cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't think this conversation was going to go this way. Okay. So what are some of your other boundaries? Because this is going to really spiral. Okay. Other boundaries. So the first one is I'm not going to be with somebody who watches porn or pays somebody corn. I'm not going to be with somebody who watches corn. And I'm not going to be with somebody who is paying another female to see them in a sexual manner. Okay. I'm just not about that. I'm not knocking it. Just not for me. Another hard boundary that would be a massive red flag for me. If I'm on a date with somebody, say this is the third or fourth date in. And every time we've gone on a date, they have bad mouth somebody in their life. It doesn't even have to be the same person. If every date you're bad-mouthing somebody in your life, that's a red flag for me. Can you tell me why? That shows me that it's a negative mindset. It shows me that the people who are in your life, who you are building friendships with, it could even be family members, I am somebody you're on date number four with. And so far, I've heard about Uncle Jim, your best friend Susie, and now I know what's going on with your brother and his wife. That makes me uncomfortable knowing long term there's a possibility of you divulging our marital whatever get, going on to that. people outside of the relationship. I'm not comfortable with that. What <laughs> yeah. happens in my relationship or in my marriage stays in my relationship and my marriage. Yeah. People gossip to you. They'll gossip about you. Yeah. 100%. That's a red flag I would look out for. Okay. And that's my hard boundary. We don't talk about a relationship outside of the relationship. Okay. Another so, one. So for men specifically then? Yes. Okay. Even Not, not even just specifically to men. On a date, definitely. But I have chick friends. If I notice that my chick friend is constantly bad-mouthing all of these other women, I know damn well you're going behind my back and bad-mouthing me. Right. I don't play that game. But specifically for dates, I would look out for that 100%. Okay. okay. And if they bad-mouth their ex every single time. I, I actually agree with that wholeheartedly. If, yeah. if, you were, if you were on a date with somebody and they are bad-mouthing their previous partners mm -hmm. and every single one of their previous partners was a problem, it's not the partners. Right. You are the common denominator in every one of your relationships. And if you can't take accountability for your shortcomings, it means you're not growing from them. Right. <clears throat> Another boundary for me, first dates. You're not going to try and control what I do with my time. If we're two months in the dating and we're five or six dates in and I tell you that I'm going out to lunch and you're questioning me where I'm going, who I'm going, who's going to be there, how long I'm going to be there, I need to be done with it in an X amount of time, that's a problem. 
of course I would divulge, hey, if, if we're two months in a dating, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going out to lunch with Jessica. Mm. And then you have a bunch of follow up questions. How long have you known Jessica? Who else is going to be there? Why does that matter? We've been dating for two months. I told you, I gave you the courtesy. I don't even have to tell you where I'm going. Right. I gave you the courtesy of saying, I'm going to brunch with my friend Jessica. And that's the end of the conversation. If you continue to drill me in questioning, that, that gives off controlling behavior, and that's a massive red flag. And in a long-term relationship, my boundary is, okay, I'm recognizing that I'm having a whole scenario play in my head, and I have not said any of it. Okay. So... The reason that that is a red flag to me is because from that scenario, it can spring off from now he's trying to look into my cell phone. He's trying to go through text messages. He wants to see who I have in my contact list, and we're only three months into dating. Long term, a boundary for me is you have all my passwords. Mm -hmm. If you want my phone, you can pick up my phone at any time. But if you want to go through and dig through messages or photos, I would like that to be a conversation. Right. A boundary for me is... We are sharing a life together, but I'm not looking to be controlled. Okay. So red flags like that in the beginning, long term, that's going to have issues with my boundaries in a relationship. So in a scenario where somebody's asking those questions, where does the line get crossed from just trying to continue a conversation mm -hmm. versus making you feel like they may be controlling? Because asking who Jessica is, is could be just a harmless question. Right, trying be... to find out if it's your sister or your right. cousin or your best friend. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're three months in and, you know, if you've yeah. only been going on a date every other week, you're not, you know, you're very much still, you don't know shit about this person. Right. So how does, how does that look? I probably worded that <clears throat> very poorly. No, it was, I, I, it was worded right. I right. just want, as a man, I need to know how does that look because I'm a very inquisitive person. Right. You can say some shit to me and if I don't understand, I'm going to ask. Or if I don't know who that person is, I'm going to ask because if, it, if there's a, an aunt I've never met or heard right. of, I, I would like to know who they are. Um, I mean, that's very <clears throat> valid. If this is the first time I've ever mentioning Jessica, of course I would expect you to be like, oh, who is she? How long have you known her? Right. When it starts getting into, I'm really trying to think on this. I was not expecting you to hit me with, okay, now list off boundaries. Yeah. Because I haven't put any thought into I this. I know, because I <laughs> forgot that was there and we were going to say, I know, I'm sorry. So it's okay. <clears throat> I just, there's going to be a lot of pausing where you're going to have to cut that's out. That's fine. But this is good. I mean, we're having good conversation right, right now. Yeah. There's a lot that people are going to get from this and be like, damn, I didn't think about that. Oh shit. I really should have thought about that. You know right. what I mean? So I guess for what I'm trying to articulate, the way that I phrased that was not appropriate. Okay. So, so the first conversation of I'm going out with Jessica and the questions back and forth and explaining history, that's a totally normal scenario. I don't view that as a red flag or any type of controlling behavior. Now, the next instance, if I say I went out to brunch with Jessica on Tuesday and then Sunday we're going to go to brunch again. If I message him and I say, hey, going to brunch with Jessica, I'll text you at two. If you then hit me with, you're going out with her again, I'll be like, what are you talking about? That 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 okay. would put me off kilter yeah, a little bit. That. I can see that. Or you see your friends too much. You hang out with your friends too much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a controlling issue right off rip. Yeah, that would definitely be a red flag to me. And that would make <clears> me take a step back and reevaluate because long term, I know my boundaries. Right. You're not going to control who my friends are, especially if they've been in my life for years and there's no implications of them being inappropriate towards me or whatever. You're not going to control my circle. And I will definitely take your input on things. If for example, you and I go out with my friends and two of my friends create a situation that makes you uncomfortable. And you tell me that now I have a choice knowing that those two people made you feel uncomfortable in relation to whatever was happening, knowing it could happen again without you there. I have a choice to either put myself back into a situation, knowing it's going to cause an issue in the home that's a different scenario. Right. Well, I also think that that's more of a long-term thing, not a, a right. five-week dating thing. Well, that's what I mean in the long-term thing. Right. I agree with that. And and I also, to, just to add, I also think that it's important that you don't control those actions, that you give your partner the ability to correct things right? by telling him like, hey, this is what happened. It made me feel fucked up. I just want you to know about it because now you either have the option of, of reaching out to Jessica and be like, hey, bitch, you don't do that shit to my man, blah, blah, blah. Right. Or <clears throat> you go... Well, they're my best friends. Deal with it. Because now I know in You're a long-term scenario that I'm not a priority and that I'm I'm fifth in, in line of secession to who's important to you. You know, that could be like <clears throat> not a fifth or sixth date thing, but like seven or eight months into the relationship. If you guys are talking about moving in 
and things are progressing, that would definitely be a red flag of, oh, well, she's my best friend. You got to get over it. That right. would make me rethink my whole life choice because moving in is a really big commitment. Yeah. Right. Yep. But on the fifth or sixth date, if he's just saying you hang out with your friends too much or you just saw her two days ago, that would definitely be a red flag. Because like I said, that long term, if I want to go to brunch with my friend on Je- with my friend Jessica on a Saturday and we want to go again on Thursday and we have nothing planned, I'm going to go to brunch. Right. You can't tell me I can't go to brunch. It's not interfering our plans. Everything in the house is taken care of. I'm not slacking on anything. Right. There is no logical reason for you to try to manipulate me like that. This is turning into red flags that lead into long-term issues with boundaries versus me just saying what my boundaries are. It's fine, though. Okay. You're still letting people know the things that you would be looking for, and I think that's what they were looking for. I don't, I don't, um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with setting expectations for your relationship very early on. Right. I, I, there's not a whole lot of things that I would be uncomfortable talking about on a first date. I'm not trying to talk about getting getting married. Like in the event that like marriage was in the cards for me and it was something I wanted and, and marriage got brought up like, Hey, do you see yourself getting married in the next 10 years? You know, that's a conversation that I'm comfortable with. Right. But if a chick is like, I really want to get married. I mean, Whoa, Whoa, no, 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 no. I want, I want, I don't even know your name. Like I know your first name. What color your eyes again? Yeah. We're not, we're not having this conversation right now. Right. That's a different conversation than trying to find out people's goals in terms of children and uh, marriage long-term and all of that. In, In terms of, of other boundaries like you know we talked about the bar thing so right. like porn is one of those things that you know that you're going to be like that's a definitive not, i'm not okay with that right so let, let's let's look more into those things like if you had a guy who um i don't know i'm a homebody right i don't do much of anything really I, i'm a workaholic mm-hmm. um so so in that scenario if you had a guy who worked 80 hours a week and he was like i'm blue collar and i'm on oil rigs Three weeks out of the month. We'll uh-huh. go with that one. Are you going to be okay knowing that you're only going to see this man for one week out of the month and half of that week is going to be him, him reacclimating to his home life <clears throat> because that may not be okay for you. And right. that, so if that was a hard no for you, you would have to then have that conversation with that man and be like, well, you know, this, this is, I mean, though you make a lot of money and that's great. You have a great life. I need more time with my partner so this may not work and then you can have that conversation so those kind of hard boundaries i think is more what they were looking for but how would that work for you in terms of like if you met a guy and he said i do this and you're like well you can continue to do that i'm not willing to be with you because of it yeah so i guess the bar is a great example i'm not going to date a dude who goes to the bar every friday and saturday night getting drunk and flirting with women and i'm not about that if i found that out on the first date like you're leaving the state and going to the bar to get drunk Okay, dope. That's, there's not going to be a second one. Yeah. And I'm not trashing on how you choose to live your life. I'm just not about that. That so doesn't make me happy. What if they were somebody who got drunk every night? No. At home. The same thing. So it's a drinking that's an issue. Okay. I wouldn't say drinking is the issue. <clears throat> there's a difference between drinking and there's a difference between getting shit-faced. Okay. If I am with a man who comes home and he likes to enjoy a beer or two, okay, cool. If you are like downing a fifth of vodka and then chasing it with shots... I'm not about that life. Right. I, I am not looking to get constantly. Yeah. I almost said effed up. Yeah, I get that. I, that's not for me. I like having my wits about me. I drink wine and that's it. And like last night I had that little bottle. I didn't even drink all of that. Once mm-hmm. I recognized I was getting buzzed, I was done. Yeah. I'm not looking to get sloppy. I don't want to not be aware of my surroundings and how I'm behaving in those things. I'm not about that. And if you are cool, you live your life the way you choose to live your life. And if I was on a date with a man and he divulged that to me, say that he was drinking, and I didn't know to the extent. And then we started having sleepovers. And then I noticed every time I spent the night, he's getting shit faced. I love that you called them sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> you wearing your onesie over there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would. That's funny. I mean, that's what it is. I'm spending the night. It's a sleepover. Yeah. And if I'm recognizing every time I'm spending the night. So if I'm going to Kyle's house three nights a week and those three nights he's constantly getting shit faced. I can deduct from that probably every night he's doing it. You can see the amount of liquor somebody has in their home. You can see how much alcohol they've consumed in the trash can. They're recycling. You can piece puzzles, puzzle the pieces, pieces, the puzzle. You can put it together. (laughs) Like words, right? Put the words together. Would you be able to notice that on the first date though? No, not on the first date. You don't think so? 
like somebody who's an actual alcoholic that sits down and orders a drink right away and then orders another and then orders another. I think alcoholics are smarter than that. You think so? I think they are able to mask themselves. If they are lonely enough and they want to get into a relationship, the alcoholics know that their drinking is a problem. Yeah. I was an, I am an alcoholic. I recognize my drinking is a problem. That's why when I recognize I get buzz, I stop. Yeah. I don't want to get past that point because once I get past that point, I don't stop. I know alcoholics. I know how they can mask themselves. I know functioning alcoholics who are able to go to work, live a completely functioning life, and nobody knows they're an alcoholic. Right. So on the first date, if they're going like shot after shot after shot after shot, then I'd be like, okay, this is a little bit too much for me. In a real life scenario, I don't think on the first date I'd be able to tell that they're an alcoholic. Hmm. I, I watch for things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because so when somebody sits down and has a drink, mm-hmm. a drink is normal. Right. You have a drink before your meal. It will relax you. You'll have a little bit. You'll be a little bit more free flowing with conversation. Mm-hmm. It's normal. But if they down that drink and the waiter comes by and orders food and they ask for another drink and then while they're eating, they ask for another drink. That's a huge problem. For I me. agree with that. That's definitely a red flag. <clears throat> because I don't want to. Um, I, I one don't want to have to deal with somebody who's drunk in public that I barely know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Um, but there's also alcoholics who could drink five or six drinks and not be shit faced. Right. So, but yeah, that was just a question on my end. Cause I, I think that I would notice that right away, or at least within the first five dates, I would right. see that. Cause as they get more comfortable, they're going to start drinking right. on the dates. So within the first five dates, definitely. If I recognize that they are becoming more comfortable and they're letting loose more. And then like after the third date and we're on our sixth date in the last three days, they have just been sloppy. The last, I, I'm not, I'm yeah. cutting ties. I'm not enjoying myself. And it really doesn't even have to be an explanation to their drink. And it's just, you know, we've gone on a, the dates we have. I'm just not really feeling anything. We can be friends. You're a dope person. I just, I don't foresee this being a long-term relationship. Okay. Uh, I'm going to segue my next question into the first point of the side piece. Mm-hmm. Would you have the conversation in the first five or six dates about thirst trap videos and showing extra attention to girls' Instagrams on the internet? Do you think that's something that would get brought up? Like if you saw them on the phone the entire time or, but I mean, at this point, I'm going to assume that you would have checked out their social media because everybody does that. Right. So is that a conversation that you would have with a man or do you would within just, the first five dates? Yeah. Yes, it would be. How, how would that look? If I put thought into it, it would probably look a lot different than what I'm about to say. I, I'm really not trying to put you on the right. spot. I, I know. Just, I'm, and, and I'm just trying to, um, I really want to give younger people a scenario to have the important conversations because there's a lot of people out there that feel like us that Mm -hmm. are young that can't have these conversations because people are like, you're fucking stupid. You know what I mean? And like, I I don't want that. I want people to be able to go, okay, this makes a lot of sense to me. How would I approach that situation? So I would probably begin it with... I wouldn't outright ask, do you follow thirst traps on whatever... I would probably tie it into, you know, something that I've really had to work on in myself is the damage that came from an ex who constantly gave other women attention on social media. That's good. That That's good. Yeah. Because now you're making it about you. Right. That's good. That's actually really smart. Psychologically, that's very smart. That's how I would approach it and follow up whatever. The conversation would delve into that it's something that makes me uncomfortable. And going forward, that's something that I just can't tolerate in a relationship. And I would definitely gauge on how they're reacting to the conversation, but I would definitely point out that that's just something I can't have in my relationship. Right. That's good. I um I was actually thinking about that when I asked you the question because in the I won't I won't I wouldn't date a woman who was constantly thirst trapping. Right. If if you're taking pictures of your new new eyebrow piercing and this much of the photo is your tits and yeah. that much of it's your eyebrow piercing, that's not. You're showing your tits. Like, You're looking for attention. Right. So I, I wouldn't even know how to broach that subject because right. I would I would check their social media mm-hmm. hard on the first or second date. And if I saw that that's all it was, I would just stop going out because I'm not even willing to have that conversation because I don't want to be labeled as controlling. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to vie for the attention from the person that I'm trying to court versus I can't match what's going on on the internet. Right. And if you need that constant attention and validation from everyone on the internet, I can't keep up with that. I have too much going on to try to chase that down. Right. I even so, said that in the <clears throat> card. Like no man can compete with the millions of men on the internet giving out attention. Right. And I don't even know how I would, how I would have that conversation in the event that like 
say I didn't social media check them Mm -hmm. and we're three dates in and like, I really have a connection with this person and and like they're checking all or, you know, or whatever somebody else is doing the date thing. I'm not trying to put me in that scenario, but all those boxes are checked. You may have a connection with that person and then you see that and it could be a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. I don't know how that conversation would look because there's not an easy way to broach that subject. So if I were a man and I was on a couple of dates with a woman and I found out after saying like, damn, like this could be the one recognizing that she's thirst trapping and stuff. I would bring up. So I've noticed you have your social media accounts from my past relationships. That is a very hard thing for me. I'm not asking you to stop doing it. I'm just letting you know I have a lot of baggage I've worked through in myself and building up my self-worth due to somebody else in my past getting random attention from men and that led to infidelity. And it's not that you don't trust the person. It's that that's just something that going forward in the relationship, not that you would ask them to delete the Instagram or whatever they have going on. I think prefacing it with, would you be willing to be less active? Yeah. If we're in a committed relationship, that's different than trying to control and say, you need to delete your Instagram for us to have a relationship. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think that there's not a a scenario that that conversation could be had from a man's standpoint, man's um, point of view, where it's not going to be labeled as controlling or manipulative, right? Because we hear that even, even when you were speaking just now in my head, I, I hear people going, well, that's his problem. Right. That's his trauma. He should get over that. Right. But in the same breath, a woman telling a man that he does, she doesn't want him giving other women attention on the internet. Well, that's her problem. She's right. insecure. Right. But no, they're not allowed to have that the right. role reversal. I just wanted to make that known that that is definitely the same thing. <clears throat> I And, and I, I think I only have that in my head currently because that's all I've heard for the last 24 hours on that video mm-hmm. about boundaries. Right. That I posted to my TikTok. Um, but that, that plays, all of that plays directly into attention outside of relationships and only fan questions. Okay. Um, on for this episode, mm-hmm. what do you think is an acceptable level of outside attention? Because you're going to get it no matter what, right? Your integrity is not compromised when somebody's doing something to you, mm-hmm. your integrity is compromised when you engage. Right. So if somebody sends, uh, we, we've had this conversation, so I know your answer on this. So I'm just going to say, say it. Um, if somebody sends you a, a, a DM, hey, you looked really good in that dress. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, wait a minute. Inappropriate. That's inappropriate. You don't do that to me privately. If mm-hmm. you want to compliment my outfit, you can do that publicly so that everyone can see it and everybody knows what's going on. That's not even complimenting the outfit. Outfit. When someone says you looked really good in that dress, you're complimenting my body yeah. in the dress. You're not complimenting the dress. And that's why I find it inappropriate. So for men, how do men compliment a woman's attire without... Um, I almost said slut shaming them, but that's not even remotely the right word. How, uh, without um, ad- objectifying them, that that's when the right you word. give a compliment, you don't include you. Okay, I really like that dress. That's a really nice dress. Okay, I like the color of your dress. That pattern's dope. Okay, I like your shorts. So, so you, so you really should be complimenting the clothes and not the way the clothes fit the person. Correct. Okay. So then, uh, what are some other scenarios where outside of attention? is is like um crossing the boundary but on a low level because i want to ask like ramp crossing this up. the boundary but on a low level mm-hmm. to where someone could be like but i didn't mean it that way and get away with yeah. it yeah, yeah okay yeah when there is a couple and they post a photo together and somebody only compliments the woman okay i find that inappropriate okay i can see that Right. You're a cute couple. You're a cute couple. Or you guys look really good together. Yeah. This is an amazing photo of you two. Yeah. If there's a couple, like if you and I post a photo and somebody only compliments, damn girl, you look good. Yeah. Or you look really great in that dress from a man in a photo of us. Okay. That's a problem. Yeah, I can see that. And I could see how that would, because of the context of the picture. Right. That scenario could be like, well, I was just complimenting your outfit. You're, You're blowing this out of proportion. I can see that. Okay. All right. So, um. We are both both avid people when it comes to um, not engaging with other people's photos mm-hmm. or inappropriate comments, yeah, things like that. So when people are, um, uh, so I'm I'm a judgmental prick, and mm-hmm. that when I see girls constantly po- posting selfies 
even if it's people we know, I show you and talk shit about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I Especially if they're married. And like, oh, yeah. it bothers me. And it's not my relationship. I can't say shit. But if I'm friends with a man and I'm constantly seeing that shit, I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. I want to be like, dude, you realize that your woman is, is attention starved. Like, you're either not doing your job at home, you're not laying it down properly, or she, she's she got some fucking serious issues right. that she needs validation from the internet. There's massive insecurity there. Right. Definitely. I, I never do that. I never say anything. I say mm-hmm. it to you and then we, we drop it. Right. Um, Before you keep going, I am a woman who used to constantly post photos of myself because I wanted that outside validation of you're pretty, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, you're curvy. Right. I used to constantly just photobomb photos of myself because I craved the outside validation that even though I was overweight... Or even though I don't look like Kim Kardashian, I'm still pretty in the eyes of the general public. Right. I've stopped doing that because now I am satisfied with how who I am and how I am as a person. And you definitely give me enough attention. So it, there is definitely a mindset behind <clears throat> constantly posting selfies and getting the attention. Right. And I think it's important to also add to that that there are times that it's okay that you're not thirst trapping. Like if, right. you, if you bought a new dog and you're, you're holding your dog and you take a picture of it and you're in the picture, you're showing your dog off. Right. Like it's not like, look at my boobs. Yeah. It's not look at my booty unless you're holding the dog and you're turned sideways with your fucking ass poked out. Like right. you guys need to be able to look at this and go, okay, that's obviously for attention or, Oh shit, they got a new motorcycle or whatever. Right. You know what and I mean? Another example specifically towards women, if you just bought a new outfit that's pushing your comfort zone and you're feeling good in that, outfit post the photo right that's not thirst trapping that is you showing you're pushing your comfort zone and you're still gaining confidence from it if you have spent six days working on a cosplay outfit and you put it on you're like damn this looks really good i look just like the character post the photo right that's not thirst trapping what we are speaking on is specifically women who constantly post photos of themselves in provocative poses or mainly cleavage we know what you look like we, we don't have to constantly see your face posted all over your Facebook. I would rather see things about your family or your life journey or whatever spiritual journey you're going on. Right. I'm going to devil's advocate and then I'm going to, I'm going to segue into a man thing as well. Okay. Um, at what point when you are pushing your comfort zone or you are rocking that, that dope ass cosplay, do you delete the photo because the comments can get, start getting out of control? Like if men start going in, damn girl, you look really good or you look amazing, mm-hmm. whatever. And then, or even the cosplay thing, like look at that booty or, or whatever. Where, where does that line get crossed? And do you address it in the com- comments publicly to be like, hey, that's inappropriate. Or do you just go, okay, fuck this and delete the photo? So I would never say fuck this and delete the photo. If I spent, like I said, six days working on a cosplay outfit, like 10 hours a day, I've put 60 hours into this outfit. And I post it and people want to act up in the comments. That's not my problem. Okay. I am proud of the work that I've put into this. And if someone in the comments says your ass looks amazing in that, that's a problem. My focus in this photo is not my ass. It's the hard work that I put into my outfit. Okay. Do you address that? I do address okay. that. And that's exactly what I would say. Okay. Don't objectify me because you're somebody who can't control your primal urges. Ooh, I got to put urges on this list. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Okay, so from a man's point, mm-hmm. right? Because we've been hitting the woman's thirst trapping thing, and I, I want to be inclusive here. Okay. Which, as much as I hate that term, there are a lot of men who post pictures of them in the gym. Right. Or their abs showing, mm-hmm. whatever. I I did a weight loss journey. Right. And I was posting my, I was sending you my photos first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like I look okay right now, but I'm still super insecure about this. I want to post it to show that I've lost 80 pounds. And you're like, post it, babe. Show that shit off. Yeah. And I did. And someone made a comment to you like, oh, look, he's thirst trapping. And you told me and I deleted every single one of those photos off my my socials. I don't want to be viewed that way. So as a man, you can thirst trap, too, by doing that shit. If you're in a relationship and you're posting gym selfies, Mm -hmm. you're doing it because you want the same type of attention a woman does. A woman does. If you are doing it because you've lost a bunch of weight. By definition, you are doing it for attention. You want people to see your progress. You want to show, hey, I look good right now. I you feel good about myself. Yes, you want the validation. Mm-hmm. But there is a point where it goes from you trying to get validation to you trying to get unnecessary, unwarranted attention from people on the internet. Right. And you have to be aware of that because if you feel like you don't want to be a woman or be with a woman who's constantly posting thirsty photos and you're going to the gym and posting you know, veiny, look at me, look mm-hmm. at my abs, laying in bed with your fucking shirt pulled up, yeah. Like you're doing the exact same thing. You can't 
You can't do that. Like you, right. you can't expect somebody to hold a standard that you yourself are not willing to set right. and, and adhere. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. And I, and I only say that because I see a lot of dudes doing that, but I know how I felt when I heard that. Um, it changed a lot in me. When, yeah. when somebody said that I was thirst trapped, because I really wasn't, I, I was actually you were posting weight loss progress. Right. And, and there was posts this, there in those specific photos, they were actually side by side photos of me being fat and not as fat. Mm-hmm. But I was also on my personal Instagram at, for, you know, posting because I was starting to show abdominal muscles. Like I was starting to get in the best shape of my life. Right. You were seeing the hard work you were putting into your body. Right. But knowing that somebody viewed me like that, even as a joke made me so uncomfortable that I deleted all that shit. Yeah. And I, I won't, I will never post another progress photo on the internet ever again Mm -mm. because I don't want to be viewed as somebody that just needs attention. If I'm proud of something, I want to be proud of it. And I do want to show it off, but I don't want to show it off and somebody go, well, he just wants attention. I want recognition. Right. There's, there's a very different scenario for somebody going, hell yeah, bro, you fucking did that shit or good job. You look great versus damn, look at that ass. Right. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? So like how you people uh, approach the things that you're seeing on the internet will actually dictate a lot. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to think that we actually even have to have these conversations because 30 years ago, this wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Obviously, because the technology wasn't there. But Right. Um, <clears throat> you talk about OnlyFans? Yes. Because this was the discussion that was being had. Well, I, before we even get into that, I wanted to talk about the photo that I sent you of me in the gym. And I was like, can I post this on Facebook? Right. So I want to talk about that okay. real quick. Because of the whole attention seeking and whatnot, I don't want to be someone who posts photos for attention seeking. I, I don't want to be viewed that way. And I am finally seeing definition from my shoulder to my bicep and my arm from working out. Right. And I was stoked. And I sent you a photo and I made a joke. And in the photo, I'm wearing a sports bra and my leggings so you could see my stomach. And it is not wrong for women who want to post gym photos like that. Don't do it. I'm not knocking that. But I sent you that photo Knowing our relationship and our traditional values, I was I asked you, is it okay if I post this photo? Because I am stoked about my muscle right now. Mm-hmm. And you cropped the photo so you couldn't see my stomach and you said you can post this one. Right. And I was like, dope, thanks. And I posted it. That's it. You know, when you are posting something to get recognition and acknowledgement that you're doing the hard work and people can see that and you get, fuck yeah, keep going from other people in the gym. Yeah. That's different from me posting my full body with my stomach hanging out. And posting that being like, look at my muscle, but you can see all of my curves. Right. It's also about the how you present yourself is yeah. my point. It's about yeah. how you present yourself on the internet and the type of photos that you post. So this will actually tie in because we want to talk about modeling and OnlyFans. So mm-hmm. um, if you were an influencer, God, I hate that fucking term too, because technically we are influencers. Right. Um, if you did the influencer thing and part of your shtick was that you were a a gym model Mm -hmm. and you had to do the little stance where one leg's behind the other and you push your butt out to get you know the perfect round peach so that everybody can double tap your photo to show your leggings or whatever the case may be that's a very different scenario than just doing it to get attention because you're doing it to sell leggings you're doing it to it's a brand yeah right because there are people like mini beast on instagram who has made an entire career she's got a million dollar business now based off of her influencer status because of the way she she markets herself and and, and does the thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she I believe she's also married right. and like has a dope relationship with her husband and like he's totally okay with what she's doing because it's building her brand. Right. And in that instance that's not thirst trapping. Right. It's it's that's branding. It's, it's marketing. actual modeling at that right. point. Right. That is 100% different versus Kelsey who posts 300 photos in a week of herself and that's all she posts on her Facebook. Right. Two different scenarios. So, but yeah, but I, I just wanted to, to me, there is a difference in that. Oh yeah. Um, and so much so that I have actually bought you clothing from her. Yeah, you have. So, because, you know, I like the clothes and, and I follow her. I like her brand. I like what she's done. Mm-hmm. She did it all by herself. There was no money given to her. She, she right. did she it. She grew this from the ground. Right. <clears throat> and I respect the shit out of that. And mm-hmm. I'm more likely to support people who didn't have it handed to them. Right. You know what I mean? Anyways. But that I think that that falls into actual modeling because mm-hmm. people are like, well, models do it. Well, if you call yourself hashtag model on Instagram, it doesn't mean you're a model. Right. If you are somebody that actually gets paid to model clothing, mm-hmm. that's different than you showing your body off. It is. If you if you are a a 
if you're an influencer, your brand is an influencer, you're an influencer, not a model. Right. You being an Instagram model and posting in your bikini is not the same thing as what mini beast does. Right. You can't compare the two. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a guy that I follow on TikTok. His name, I think, is Marcus Fit. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a physique competitor. Dude is shredded year round. Yeah. But that's his that's his thing. Like he has to stay shredded because that's how he's selling his online coaching. It's how he sells uh, T-shirts and all that shit because people see that and want to want to look like him. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. makes sense that that's what he's doing. And I also know that a lot of. Um, is that super snug? What is? I mean, does everything move okay? Because those cords look wrapped around the thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. Um, I, I do know that there are a lot of bodybuilders and shit that do OnlyFans, mm-hmm. like professional bodybuilders, because I follow a lot of them on Instagram and TikTok, and, and like they will at times talk about it, right. and it, it's mm-hmm. extra income for them. But when mm-hmm. they those guys, aside from the amount of money they spend on drugs every year, the amount of money that they spend on food, they get supplement contracts. Like they have to do things to supplement their income so their entire life can revolve around bodybuilding. Right. Um. I don't hate on him for it, mm-hmm. but if I was a chick, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to date a dude that was doing that and putting himself out there. Just like as a dude, I wouldn't want to date a woman who's putting herself out there for other people to spank their shit to. Yeah. I would not be with a dude who has an OnlyFans. Right. So in the event that like on a first or second date or third date or fourth date, I found out that the chick was doing spicy content. I would ask them like, are, is this something that you're planning on doing long term? Because if this is how you make your money, that's dope. Do you? But I don't want my woman being viewed by other men and objectified because it's going to make me feel however it's going to make me feel. Right. Um, So in that scenario, that's a conversation that needs to be had on a date. But I don't think that people should be shunned for doing OnlyFans. No, they really shouldn't. Right. I think that if that's what you want to do, that's your life. Do whatever the fuck you want to do, but don't expect somebody to just accept those things. Right. You know what I mean? And you can't expect somebody to support those things. If it goes against their religion, it goes against their belief system. Right. You can't force that on them, just like they can't force their religion on you. Right. It's acceptance all around. We can agree to disagree. Right. Do you think that there's, um, okay. Uh, do you think that there's a, how, um, fuck. I know that in that scenario, I would just be blunt. Yeah. Like I, that's cool that you do that. I I don't want my woman to do that. I'm not trying to ask you to stop. I'm just going to tell you right now that I'm not willing to move this date any further Mm -hmm. knowing that you do that. So when you're done doing that, if I'm still single and you want to approach me, we can have that conversation then, but I would end that, that whole shit right then and there. I'm not going to shun them. I really don't give a shit what you're doing. You're not hurting anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to put myself in a position to feel any type of way because I respect me. Right. Um, is there an easier way to put that that's not shitting on somebody? Because Probably. I, I feel like there's, um, I feel like in that scenario, I don't feel like I'm in shitting on them. I, I feel like that's kind of aggressive, but I, I know that I'm not okay with that. So I'm, I'm just done with this right now. It's not even being aggressive. You're just matter of fact about it. Yeah. Like you can't change my mind on this. I can't change your mind on this. This is how it's going to be. Right. You do OnlyFans. That's dope for you. You have your career. You're living your life the best way that you want to and you're happy. That's not my path. Right. That is not the path that I want to go down. I want to go in a different direction. And if that's not something that you want to stop doing to be in a relationship with me, I respect that. Right. Okay. And and I just thought of this just now mm-hmm. because we asked like, what are they doing on OnlyFans? I, I really should have said that in the beginning of this, just like I did in the last one. At what point is your OnlyFans um, date? Where is it acceptable? If you find out that they are only selling bikini photos, Mm-hmm. Is that would you accept that because they're in a bikini, they're covered, they're not doing, they're not shoving cucumbers in weird places. You right. know what I mean? Like they're not performing sexual acts for money. They're literally just selling photos of themselves. Well, they're not performing sexual acts for money, but they know that the bikini photos are being sold for sexual intentions. I'm sure they are, but they're still they're not exposed. Like right. I mean, I would I would still say they are exposed. Yeah. You have your tits and your ass covered, but everything else is exposed. If there's side boob going on, you're you're exposed. Yeah. If your ass is hanging out, you're wearing a thong, a bit like a thong bikini, you're exposed. It's to, I guess it's to the extent of what a man is comfortable with his woman doing, knowing that other men are getting sexual gratification from it. Right. Well, I only ask that because there's women who post those photos on Instagram. Right. And, and men spank it to those. Right. So but that falls into the category of someone thirst trapping on the Internet. Right. I get that. I'm only playing devil's advocate. No, I get that. There's got to be a scenario where like, I I don't know, like in the event that 
if, if you were a lawyer, mm-hmm. right, and you're making $250,000 a year as a lawyer, right, and you're, you're selling pictures of yourself on OnlyFans just because you know you can, you're mm-hmm. young, why the fuck not? If you can make an extra $100,000 a year and you are not doing anything inappropriate, you are in a bikini, right, you're just posing. I mean, that's technically modeling. When you think about it, the only difference is, is you're not getting in magazines, you're yeah. not, um, being published but you are getting paid a fuck ton of money to model bikinis so if women on instagram are getting paid for their thirst straps would you still consider that modeling or do they i mean i think they can i don't know i i, I mean I, maybe i mean it depends on how uh, so yes so okay there, if they're making very, 30 dollars a month no there's a very flimsy definition when it comes to a model right i can take a picture of myself sell it to somebody for ten dollars and say i'm a model yeah i disagree with that Right, so I think but were, I could say because I sold them my photo and it's a photo <clears> of me in these clothings, I'm a model. I agree with that. There's, it's a very flimsy definition. Right. And I, I definitely agree that this is a slippery slope. It is. And me being who I am, even if I were a man and I was with somebody who was posting provocative things on the internet with the knowledge that I have knowing women who have done the OnlyFans thing and have done the whole sexual thing on the internet, nine out of 10 of them from my understanding regret ever doing it because now it's affecting their families. It's affecting their children. It's affecting their careers. I'm as a man, I'm just not willing to be put in that position because if I date this woman, she stops OnlyFans, but she's been doing it for five years. And then in 10 years, she's had this bank job making six figures and then people blow her shit up and say, I can't believe you did this. Yep. And all of a sudden she's fired. That's fucking my life up. Yep. And now we don't know how we're going to pay our mortgage. We don't know where our groceries are coming from. Those long-term ramifications are something that I think about. Yeah, I get that. That's not worth it to me. And, you know, like I said, you can live your life how you want to. I'm not saying a woman posting bikini photos on the Internet is going to ruin her life in 10 years. Right, of course not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the things that I have seen from women who have experienced that it's not worth it to me. Right. Okay. So on the modeling thing, yeah, because I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm, I'm really trying not to be the interrupted guy. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time though. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> if mini beast reached out to you, yeah, she saw your little flex photo. Right. It was like, I'll give you $50,000 a year. If you post two photos a week in my clothing and their leggings and sports bras. Okay. Would you do that? I would talk to you about it first. What if I was okay with it? Even you knowing, because I know damn well the moment you do that, you're going to be fucking hit on constantly on the internet. Right. And I have to, I have to accept that. I can't be like, yeah, do that shit, babe. Make that money. And then then you get get jealous. Right. So knowing the moment you post a photo, dudes are going to be fucking drooling on you and commenting you and saying inappropriate shit and look at that booty. And I I have to accept that, that that's going to be a thing. So if you accept that and you say you're okay (coughs) with it, I will do it. But if she, if her terms are, well, your ass has to be the focus of the photo, I'm not doing okay. it. Okay, so there's boundaries. Absolutely. There are boundaries. Okay. If the focus of the photo is me in the sports bra, but all you can see is my tits and my stomach, I right. have a problem with that. Okay, because it's objectifying you. Right. If I can put on the clothing and have you take a photo of me while I'm doing like a cable exercise, right. I'm okay with that. Okay. Because at that point, I am modeling the clothes for what their intended use is. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. You look like you weren't expecting me to say that. No, right? I'm 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 processing every this this conversation, the OnlyFans conversation, I, I really thought was just going to be a cut and dry. I'm not okay with that next. Right. But I There's I'm, different levels. I am really trying to cover all bases so that people can't go, well, what about this? What right. about that? Like I am really trying to think about things. It, knowing that you are getting into shape, knowing that you are three hundred and twenty pounds at one point and mm-hmm. you can see definition in your arms when you flex knowing that you are still out there doing the gym thing, even when I don't go out there and work out with you, if somebody recognized your efforts and wanted you to model their clothing and was going to pay you for it, and I'm not talking $10 a photo, unless it was $10 for every photo, but like if they offered you a contract of $25,000 to $40,000 a year to work out in their clothes and take photos of it because you're an influencer, Mm -hmm. I would support that. Right. Because it's going to boost your confidence. Mm -hmm. You're showing your fucking hard work. Right. And it's showing you exercising. It's mm-hmm. not showing you just posing with your ass out. Like right. you're not twerking and fucking leggings. Like, yeah. I would also make it a point <clears throat> in that instance to where I am not taking photos of me doing any glute exercises. I see how men drool over women because I follow trainers on TikTok. Right. I see how men drool over women who are literally doing educational videos 
on how to do glute exercises. So knowing that I am not going to take a photo of me doing a glute exercise because I don't want that attention. Yeah. Like I said, I could do a bicep photo. I could do something with my lats. Well, what if it was a leggings thing and they actually wanted to sh- to you to do your leg lifts or your, your hip thrusts so, in a video for Instagram, for a reel or a TikTok video? If you want me to do something that highlights me working out in your leggings, I would do a leg press. Okay. A seated leg press, like with my back. I would do, um, I think they're called like the Bulgarian lunges. I would do something like that. I'm not doing hip thrusts. I am not doing um, anything where I'm on my hands and knees, where my ass is the focus. Okay. That's not happening. There are workouts that I can do that emphasize me and the leggings doing workouts focused on the leggings, but it doesn't have to be something that can be sexualized. Okay. What? It's just a lot. It's just a lot to think about. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I really truly did not think that we were going to have a conversation that would get this deep because right. this is technically not OnlyFans, but this could be viewed as modeling. It could be. It's for somebody that works <clears throat> at 19 years old at McDonald's who goes to the gym and has a natural physique that looks good. Mm-hmm. If somebody offered them $25,000 a year to take photos and post them on Instagram at 19 years old, that's more than they're making at McDonald's. Right. They're going to do that while still working at McDonald's and they're going to double their income. I can't knock that hustle. Right. But there's got to be a way to do it in a tasteful manner that that is not going to fuck up the rest of your life. And in the event that you become a major influencer and have 10 million followers and get to create your own brand and it all starts from that one scenario, mm-hmm. like that's a very different thing. And, and you have to really weigh these options. It's not a very cut and dry thing. I think the cut and dry thing comes where you are performing sexual acts on the internet for other people to to get off on. I agree with that. That is where my hard limit would be. Anything beyond OnlyFans, I would be willing to discuss. I I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Anything beyond OnlyFans. Right. I was just thinking if you're with somebody who posts bikini photos on Instagram and you're okay with that, that's dope. That would kind of be a hard boundary for me if I were a man, because I just don't I don't want my woman to be sexualized Mm. in the eye of every man. And of course, that's going to happen anyway. Just her existing men are going to sexualize her. But if we can draw that back with her not posting provocative things on Instagram, I would prefer that in my relationship. Not saying a woman has to change who she is. I just have to find somebody with the same preference. Right. Now, when it comes to OnlyFans, selling bikini photos on OnlyFans, in my mind, is still a sexual act because you know it is going to be sexualized by the people purchasing your photo. Right. It makes sense. It's definitely two different areas, though. If you're okay with someone posting photos on Instagram, they could just be showing out their new bikini photo at the beach with their friends. That is 100% different than selling them on Insta- on OnlyFans. Right. I, I think I actually think that for me the OnlyFan limit would be the actual sexual act part. Really? I do because Bunny makes tons of money on OnlyFans married to Jelly Roll. Right. And and I'm almost positive that all of her shit is lingerie because she used to post some of the photos from the photo shoots on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and like I, I just I look at that and like I know that they have their relationship the way that they have their relationship and mm-hmm. I, I don't want to speak on that but I don't know. I think that I, I think I don't think that. Would you be comfortable if I, I posted lingerie photos with our marriage um, on OnlyFans? I, I honestly I don't know. And that's what I was literally just sitting here trying to think, because part of me, this doesn't sound really bad. Mm-hmm. Part of me would be like, that's my fucking woman, bro. Like right. these motherfucking scrubs out here are paying to see my woman in, in lingerie. And I get that for free. Like, right. and there is definitely a part of me that's like, it's a flex. Fuck. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and my ego is like, Wah! right. But I also know that there's a part of me that goes, that's fucking mine. And you don't need to be looking at that. Right. And there's definitely a scale there that I would really, if that conversation ever came up, I would, it would take me a while to really come to grips with the way that I would want to, to look at that. I don't know if I would be able to do it, but I also don't think that I would have super hatred towards it, if that makes sense. So I wouldn't say I would have hatred towards it. If I were in your dilemma, I would lean, even if I didn't know how I'd feel, I would, I would be conservative and say, I just don't like it. Right. Because if I start doing it and into it, you're like, fuck yeah, that's my woman. I'm, I'm going to hype her up. And then three weeks in, you're seeing 500 men in the comments of those photos right. saying, I wish I could fuck her. Do they have comment sections on OnlyFans? I don't know. I, I've never even looked at the OnlyFans website. I don't yeah. know anything about it. I have no idea how it works. Um, this is pure speculation, but that's something that could be a possibility. Right. Or I, I also think that that would also come down to the strength of your relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, it does definitely come down to the strength of your relationship. If 
you're in a, if you're a woman who has an OnlyFans, don't get with a man who's insecure. Yeah. Because oh, that's yeah. going to be constant conflict. You need to find a man who's secure in himself and has no issues with you doing with what you're doing with your body. You guys can have a dope ass relationship and you can still do your OnlyFans. Yeah. Because that man is secure. He's not going to get jealous. And then if later on down the road, after six months of being together, he's like, you know, this is really affecting me in a way I never thought it would because I'm seeing how men are pining after you. I'm feeling insecure. Then that can be a different conversation. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. I'm hung up on the jealous thing on on my part because I I don't. This sounds so arrogant. I don't I know for a fact there's nothing on the planet that another man can offer you that I can't besides like a yacht. You know what I mean? And right, I'm not even interested in you're that. You're not a superficial person. Right. Like, I check all of your boxes. We've had this discussion a lot. Yeah. So in that aspect, like, when we post the photos that we posted on Instagram, mm-hmm. where, like, I've got your your choker in my finger, and people are like, oh, my God, this is so hot. It makes me feel good. Like, that photo is of you. And right. the only thing that's in that photo is my arm. You know, I don't even think, when I when I hear that, I don't even think that they're looking at me and saying that it's hot. It's the premise of the photo. Right. It's the idea behind the photo that's attractive to people. Okay. You don't think that it's you? I don't think that it's me, no. Okay. I think it is. Yeah. The the photo itself is not, it's it's um, it's um not spicy. It's, no, it's not. It's, it's my face it with is, you pulling a necklace. Right. But it, it is intent. Right. It's the domination in the photo that people are attracted to. Right. It's the submission in the photo that people are attracted to. I don't think that it's me that they're attracted to. It's the thought of the dynamic that are like, damn, that's hot. Yeah. So what if so? Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking, I hate this. <laughs> I really don't want to have this conversation. It, I, I got to be honest. This is not making me feel good. No. The conversation about all this, because I have never thought about any of this. Right. And now that I'm sitting here with fucking cameras on me, having a conversation about what is and what is not acceptable in terms of what if scenarios with mm-hmm. us, these are private conversations that should be had between a man and his partner or a woman and her partner. Like this is not a... I, I don't know. I think I think that I may, I'm becoming uncomfortable with this because we're recording, but I want to continue because this is important. Right. Well, I think these are <clears throat> people who don't know how to handle these conversations. We're giving them ideas. I don't know how to handle this conversation. Right. And you're, you're <laughs> processing it in front of them. Right. What um that entire series of photos mm-hmm. uh, we've posted on Instagram just because right. we're fucking proud of them. Right. And you know, there is a photo, I believe, on Instagram. Is it the one of us? Where our foreheads are touching and we're wrapped in each other's arms. Is that photo on Instagram? It is on Instagram. Right. And that we're both shirtless. Yeah. But you cannot see anything on me. No, I made it a point to make sure that your arm and my arm was covering everything from being seen. You can see my back and you can see my stomach. Right. That photo in our eyes is appropriate because you are in that photo and it is very clear that you and I are together. I I agree with that. That is the only reason we posted that photo. If it was just a photo of me nude being covered up, that's inappropriate. So that that photo is actually intimate as fuck to me when I see it because I remember how I felt when we took that picture. Yeah. If another couple or even we, okay, I guess we say we because we've already taken those pictures. If we had an OnlyFans where we took photos that were like the photos that we posted on Instagram and sold them, Mm -hmm. does that cross an... uh, it's not okay because people could be spanking their shit to it or double clicking their mouse. Um, I view that as different because we're both involved in that. Right. They're not just, if they're spanking it, they're not just spanking it to me. It's the idea of both of us because you're the dominating factor. If people are spanking it to those photos, it's because of the submission that they see from me to you. It's the, the power dynamic. Okay. It's, it's less focused on the woman. It's more focused of what's going on in the picture between two people. This is not dinner conversation. No, it's not. <laughs> did what I make say just make yeah, sense? No, though? it it, okay. it absolutely did because it, it's the content of the image, right? And and I get that. <clears throat> they say that um, if you create a piece of art and it evokes an emotion mm-hmm. in somebody, no matter how horrible the art is, you're an artist, right? And those pictures do exactly that, mm-hmm. whether it's love or hate or admiration or disgust. People are getting an emotional response from those photos. And when I look at those because of that, it is artistic to me. Mm -hmm. But I also have a personal attachment to all of those images because we were at the the peak of our, you know, almost the peak of our weight loss. And like we were, 
super intimate. Mm -hmm. And like, there was just so much going on in our lives at that point where we took those pictures that like, to me, that's going to be, I think that group of photos is probably going to be the most significant group of photos I've ever taken in my life. Yeah. That was definitely a, that the, the time frame that those photos were taken were definitely a, I don't want to say monumental time in our relationship, but it's definitely a time that stands out yeah, for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, so of course those mean more to me than just the image, mm -hmm. but there was a photo that I posted on my Facebook 11 years ago and it came up and I, I took it off and sent it to you the other day. And I was like, I want to re re redo this photo. Right. Because when I looked at that photo 11 years ago, I, I thought, Oh my God, that's passionate. It's intimate. It, it's, it's sexy. And it's what it you wanted. <clears throat> right. And it wasn't even like, it was literally just, you could see two heads in a hand. Like right. it wasn't like an overly sexualized. It wasn't even full image. body photos. Right. Um, or a photo. But see, there are people who do things like that. There, I mean, I know, I know there are people who do the shibari that have OnlyFans that only mm -hmm. do shibari and they tie people up and show you how to tie knots and things like that because that's I've, educational. Right. But I've seen those on TikTok mm -hmm. and people are like, go, go see my Instagram for, and they do a little chili pepper. Right. So I know that they're going to probably be naked when they do the shibari, but like they are showing people how to tie those knots and, mm -hmm. and they are doing a thing there. And like, I don't think that I, you can learn shibari on YouTube. They show you how to tie the knots they and do. they do it with people clothed. Mm -hmm. So like you can learn that without having to pay or having to see someone naked to do it. So there are still ways to learn that. Right. But for people who are in that community that find that a thing, like if we were both into that and we did pay for a spicy website to learn how to do it, mm -hmm. I think that it would be different if we were both watching it together, learning how to do that because we're a part of that community versus me being into shibari and you not and me watching only right <clears throat> i feel like these conversations need to be had i agree I, I think it's a lot deeper than just going oh you do only fans yeah i don't want to talk to you anymore right and none of this is shitting on anybody no not at all it doesn't matter what to what extent your only fans in is if you're doing cucumbers or special requests right in playtime that's your life i can't negatively judge you for that that doesn't impact me right. i don't care how you live your life we're talking about the different levels of what somebody would be comfortable with when other people sexualize their partner. Right. And that's it. And this is a super in-depth conversation. You know, I've never even thought about the different levels of an OnlyFans. I didn't either until he sat down. Because to me, even selling bikini photos on OnlyFans, that makes me uncomfortable. Right. If I were a man, I wouldn't want to be, or even a lesbian, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with a woman who is selling her body for sexual reasons to get money. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or you're a piece of shit human being. If you are a sex worker, I'm just saying that that makes me uncomfortable. Right. And that's okay. And that is okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> How far are we into this recording? One hour and eight minutes. Wow. Do you want to do another one? You want to stop? Let's pause. Cause I do have to use the restroom. So just stop. Yeah. And then let's get into another one. Okay, so normally we do these as two to three in a video, right. but we did the the YouTube comment first and then got to that one, and that was almost an hour yeah. of, of us talking about that. So I think that that's good for that video or this video. Mm. So let's cut this one, go to the next one, and then it'll make my editing process a lot easier. Okay. Dope. See you guys on the next one. Bye, guys. For those of you who enjoy our content and would like to support us and help grow the channel, the easiest way to do that is a super chat here on YouTube. For those of you who really, really like the content and would like to see more of it, check out our Patreon group. It gets exclusive content that will never be seen here on YouTube, early release stuff for those of you who are just as impatient as I am, as well as live streams with a live chat every Friday night. If you can't afford to do either one of those or you're just not into that, the next best thing that you can do is share this with people who you feel may vibe with it. No matter how you decide to support us, it's super dope and we thank you.